This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Free content, free value, good content, valuable content. That's how you keep getting people, not just posting pictures and cute outfits, unless you're unreal as a stylish person. And I'm kind of not. I don't go out every day. I don't get dressed every day. Right. In sweatpants 90% of the time. So like, you know, that confident side of me, I had to share to really show my value. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hey, Victoria. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. And this is Victoria's first time in a studio. Yes. So I haven't recorded in a studio in forever, actually. Yeah. I only record in studios when I come to New York. Mm. I feel like in Miami, there really are no I can't, yeah, podcast I can't studios. Yeah. So I've kind of like made one in my office. And by made, it's like, wires everywhere it's like a rolly chair uh it's really really bootleg studio yeah but I wanted to start doing like these video podcasts and I want to put them on YouTube I want to put them on Instagram TikTok I don't know if you do that for yours yeah I'm like starting to roll out a little bit of video with my guests because with my guests I do on zoom so I'll like do a little bit of a vertical video but I haven't gotten into like recording myself like when I do solo. Yeah. So I don't know. I do kind of like the studio vibe. I did my first solo episode on camera last week and I do YouTube. So it's really okay. like I'm used to being fil- like filming myself and like sitting down and, yeah. and being filmed. But it was my first time doing a podcast on YouTube and I put it on my channel and it actually did really well. And I feel like I'm like, OK, I feel like YouTube is a place where people discover podcasts now. Yeah. Like. I've been, whenever I'm like washing my face or if I'm just like cleaning my apartment, I'll put on a podcast on Mm. YouTube instead of Spotify. I just like like watching it. I haven't like, I've never like gotten into the world of YouTube as a consumer. So I feel like that's what's made it hard for me as a creator because I've tried to like dabble in YouTube. I've done like, you know, makeup videos and hair videos and like a day in the life, like the standard type videos that you would see influencers putting out. And I have tried, but I think that's the disconnect is that I'm not a consumer of it. Like I'd rather scroll through 500 TikToks than one 30 minute YouTube video personally. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And so I think every time I've tried, it just doesn't really come naturally to me or feel organic for me. And like, yeah, it's easy to just use iMovie and edit and do all that. So it wasn't really that part. I think it was the consistency of it of like the actually going to youtube.com getting acquainted with like the back end is I don't know what it is. Yeah, I feel like you have to be a consumer before you start making any type of content. Like yeah. with TikTok, it took me so long to post my yes. first TikTok. Yes. Cuz I yes. was like I don't care about TikTok. Like it's all like 13-year-olds dancing. It wasn't, (laughs) but I was not like a consumer of it. So it just took me so long. And then I like missed that train of the early pandemic when like everyone was blowing up. I have have dreams about it. It makes me (laughs) it makes me really sad. I only started TikTok last year. So like I'm really late to the game. And it makes me honestly really sad because I was that way. First of all, I don't like being a judgmental person. And I was being judgmental. I was like, why are people my age on TikTok? Mm -hmm. Like it was honestly making me cringe. I'm like these dances, the things like I couldn't take it seriously. 
And then I felt stupid. And I was like, oh, that's what you get for being judgmental. Like, because (laughs) once I actually downloaded the app and went on it, I'm like, oh, you can provide all different types of value and content on here. And yeah, it just doesn't have to be like a childish app. Like everything else, there's an algorithm. And what you like is and what you consume is what comes up for you. And I've never seen the dance. Like it just doesn't come up for me. So yeah, don't knock it till you try it. I know that's how I felt. And I also like my remember my manager telling me in before COVID even happened, she was like, hey, a lot of brands are coming up to me and saying, like asking for TikTok sponsors, mm-hmm. you should definitely get on because they're moving their budgets to TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so stubborn. I was like, no, like, I'm <laughs> I not know. getting What's on musically. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, no, they need I, I want to take a picture for Instagram. And now fast forward, I like dread my content days for Instagram, like taking the pictures, changing the outfit it's five times and that's the shit that I used to like live for and now I just want to make TikTok I know so I mean dang we gotta we gotta go with the times like grind with the times I don't know what the saying is but (laughs) we like if we don't then we just hold ourselves back and it's our own yeah you know problem yeah and I know like on social media and TikTok and Instagram and everything it's so hard to stand out now because there's so many creators doing it like everyone is making videos everyone's starting a podcast everyone's starting a business like every yeah which is great but it's also can be kind of difficult to be unique do you find that challenging at all or do you kind of stick to what you've done in the past or how do you really stand out you know what it is for me everything I do my whole entire brand revolves around confidence everything so I have a podcast for the girls which the entire concept of it was about you know becoming your most confident self the highest version of you so we'll talk about everything from dating to business to money to friendships to breakups to school and work and jobs, like all different types of things about really just becoming the most confident version of you in all of these areas. I would say from Instagram, I was always posting that kind of stuff, advice and tough love and helping people like, you know, just level up and and being very like no excuses, all that kind of stuff. I was very in the business Mm -hmm. mindset of it. And then it transitioned into being more lifestyle, which had me start to do the podcast which then transitioned into me getting on TikTok and doing a lot of dating content. So dating, you know, talking about confidence, again, high standards, all that kind of stuff. Fast forward, I'd always done business coaching. But after doing TikTok and for the girls, I had a really high demand for personal coaching, like confidence coaching, things like that. So now I'm doing confidence coaching. Then also over the past few years, which it had been a behind the scenes working on it, which has now been officially launched is a lingerie brand that the whole branding of it is about confidence. Mm -hmm. So like on the package, it says in every confident woman's closet, like our slogan is confidence is the new black. So it's everything that I do, I think falls under the category of my own personal brand. So I haven't found it hard in the sense to create of course it's a little hard to grow when people have their favorites already established however I think like if you have a really committed true brand your audience is going to find you and they're going to follow you everywhere so the people who came from me originally on Instagram 
started listening to my podcast. And then when they came from my podcast, they started listening to my TikTok. And then from me announcing coaching on all these platforms, they became my coaching clients. And then from me launching a lingerie brand, they bought the lingerie. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I don't find it hard to think of the ideas and release the business and release the concept and all that because I have a very true brand. But when someone is like faking the funk or like, they just really want to be a fashion blogger. Yeah. But they're not really passionate about style. Like they don't really have a personal style. They just they want to be famous. Yeah, they just want, they want to free post clothes. They just want to post clothes. <laughs> That's not always going to sell as much because are you even passionate about it? Do you even really have a personal eye and a style? Or are you just like, I see this influencer going on brand trips and whatever, and I want to do that. Yeah, don't we all? But like, Mm -hmm. You know, so in that case, it's going to be hard to consistently pump out content and have a brand that you could take everywhere because it's not true for you. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz and take it from me. I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Airs tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz-free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. 
Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So when you were first starting, were you like, this is something that I get asked about in my like personal life, or this is something I'm really interested about? Or were you always confident and knew that people (laughs) needed like tips and advice with that or how did you kind of stick to that in the very beginning I've always been someone with an opinion like (laughs) I'm I'm an opinionated person I've always been the friend that people come to for advice I tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear like that's just me you know when they're like your meanest friend is your best friend like that's me (laughs) like sometimes people don't want to come to me because they're like let me just be delusional and I'm like snap out of it so in my real life I'm just a very I'm from New York like I'm a very outspoken type of person and so Actually, I will say I started doing fashion content in college and I started to grow my following. But my personality really was coming through because it's just for me, it's inevitable. Like I just have to kind of speak what's on my mind and do that kind of stuff. So I will say that my following started to grow because I ended up on a TV show. So a while ago, which now I don't attribute to my like success, if you will. But at the time it did because I was growing a following from being that person, you know? And so people always said like, I love how confident you are. I love how you stand up for yourself. I have standards. I have boundaries. So it's just always shown through my personality, who I am. And because I am a business minded person, I'm like, I was working in the fashion industry in the city, actually making no money. And I'm like, why am I doing this when I am a business? Like I have a brand that I can monetize and I can make money off of. I'm smart. I could figure it out. I started working, you know, for myself in 2018 after the show. That's why I say at that time, you know, it did help me grow my following. But even then, you know, you lose all that following because I was 22 years old and didn't continue to do shows. So all those people unfollowed me and they weren't interested anymore in in my real life. They were interested more in the drama and things like that. So you have to keep growing. Okay, I grew a following from a show. How do I grow a new following? How do I keep going? What Mm -hmm. else do I do? Free content, free value, good content, valuable content. That's how you keep getting people, not just posting pictures and cute outfits, unless you're unreal as a stylish person. And I'm kind of not. I don't go out every day. I don't get dressed every day. Right. In sweatpants 90% of the time. So like, you know, that confident side of me, I had to share to really show my value. And I think a lot of people think it's super easy. They're like, okay, I'll just like start posting some cute pics. Everyone's going to want to, you know, follow me because I'm relatable. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. there's already a million people like that. Unless you have something that, like you said, you're very passionate about or yeah. is really unique to you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for you to maintain that and also for you to enjoy it. Because if you're getting into it because you're like, oh, I'm going to get famous and I'm going to get free clothes and I'm going to go on <laughs> brand trips. 
it's going to be short lived yeah. or you're going to pivot. Like every time you see a new trend, every time you see someone else blow up, you're going to start copying that person. Like I remember on the early YouTube days, people were copying Emma Chamberlain. Like that was the biggest thing was like everyone was copying her and everyone was like an Emma Chamberlain wannabe. Uh, There's yeah, only one of her, you yeah, know, like so she's sustainable. Yeah. Like she's the one interviewing celebrities at the Met not you because you copied her or you know now Alex Earl is like super popular everyone now is doing the same exact type of videos which don't get me wrong like yes I love a good like get ready with me like whatever anything like that I don't think it's like she owns those videos yeah but you can tell when people are just trying to like replicate that (laughs) and I'm like that's not sustainable and that's not gonna make you blow up in the way that you think and Do you want to be blown up for that and then have to like maintain someone that you're not? Like I that's don't... that's the hardest thing is maintaining something that isn't really true to you. We've all tried it. Like there was something that I was doing once that was like because I really wanted to like post more fashion stuff because I wasn't really getting brand deals for a bit because my whole page was like reels. Yeah. Like just talking. And I'm like, all right, I gotta get brand deals back. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna do 30 outfits in 30 days. I literally think I stopped by day 11. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. And people were like, where's your outfit today? I'm like, I don't even fucking care about yeah. this. Like, honestly, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, like 30 days in a row of getting dressed is just not real for me. It's just not. And so you just have to get real with yourself. And also, like, you want people to follow you for what you're good at. Like, you want people to follow you because they are going to be an engaged follower of yours, mm-hmm. which like you have to build the trust of someone to show that you are the person to follow for this, whether it be recipes or style or a mommy blogger. Like you have to show people that you actually are someone worth following in that area. And then they want to be engaged because the follower count, quite frankly, doesn't matter. You could have hundreds of thousands of followers. But to me, I'd rather have a smaller audience and have people engaged into what I'm doing and already invested into what I'm doing, especially if you're going to launch something like coaching, like what I do, it's a multiple thousand dollar investment. So a hundred thousand followers means nothing if no one's paying attention to you. So you need to have the thousands of people who are willing and ready to spend their money on you and Mm. see you as worth spending over $5,000 to work with. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So if I wasn't doing what I've been doing for the past eight years, then it wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do coaching. And the other thing too, something that you said just like kind of triggered the thought, whenever I do like a Q&A, people are like, I think you were saying that they were copying Emma yeah. and it made me think like they can't even make their next move till Emma makes hers. Right. Exactly. Like they can't even create until Emma does. And so when I do Q and A's and people are like, how do you know what to post every day? Or how do you stay posting every day? I'm like, I honestly can't really give you the answer that you're looking for because I don't follow a guide. Mm -hmm. I don't follow a guru. I'm not someone who gets much inspo from people because I don't see too many people doing exactly what I'm doing. Like my brand, I feel like is pretty unique. And so, you know, there's no one for me to really like say, oh, you know, I I got this from there or this from that. Like, I don't know. I just, it's what comes to my head. It's what's on my heart. A lot of the time I give advice from something I just went through. So like I date, so I talk about things that I do or don't like in dating because I'm experiencing it. I have friends or I've had shitty friends and, you know, I talk about that because I've gone through it. So these things that are like within me come out 
So if you don't love it, if you're not passionate about it, if you're not good at it, if it's not truly like in your core, like I just want to create this, then yeah, you're not going to know. You're going to have to wake up every day like, huh, Go and what should I post? Like, and I yeah. And of course, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm no guru of social media. I do go through days where I don't post a TikTok. So I'm like, I don't know what I feel like talking about right now. But I would say that's normal. That's human. That's, you know, it, I don't beat myself up over it. What I will say is that how I mentioned I transitioned from doing heavily business coaching to really more into the confidence coaching was because at a point where I got to the point of like, I don't really know what to say, or I don't really know what I want to talk about. I realized I don't love doing this. Mm -hmm. And I did love it for years, for four years, five years. I did love getting on there and being like, let's get to work and let's do this and let's do that. And then as I'm turning like 27, 28, which I'm 28 now, I'm like, I'm in such a different era than I was when I was 23, 24, 25. And I was just like, hustle, hustle, hustle. Like all I wanted to do was build my brand and make as much money as I possibly can. I moved around. Like I was living a different lifestyle where I was always on the go and always wanting to like elevate financially and this and that. So it was coming very naturally to me to talk about that and to motivate people to hustle and whatever. Now I'm like settled down and I'm in a different space where I'm just like, my mindset is not on hustling and right. I don't, I can't pretend, you know, how am I going to motivate you? I don't even feel like getting yeah. out of bed right now. Like, <laughs> so know. I'm just very real with myself. I didn't love it. So I had to make the executive decision to make those changes. But, you know, I just have a more abundant mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. And I'm not like, oh my God, what am I going to do if I don't talk about business? Okay, people out. will unfollow me if they don't like my new brand. And people who do like what I talk about will follow me or will find me or will stay, whatever. So mm -hmm. that's a long winded answer. But that was every, every as you were talking, all those things were coming to my head. No. <laughs> so like I had to get that all out. No, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And also people are so scared to pivot. So people always yeah. ask me, look, I'll do creator calls with a lot of creators where they're kind of just using me as a soundboard. I'm giving them advice. Coaching is like a loose term for it because it's not coaching. Yeah. It's more just like, hey, let's get on a 30 minute call. and Let me give you some advice or let's like talk about anything that you're kind of thinking or want to like bounce ideas off of me. And all the time creators that I speak to are like, how do I find a niche? How do I niche down? What what should I, you know, create content like revolving around this topic? Or they're like, I don't want to niche down super specifically because I like X, Y, and Z. And like, I don't know if I just want to talk about one of those things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you feel, but like, I don't think you need to niche down. Yeah. I'm like, you need to have an umbrella kind yeah. of like content pillars where you're like, okay, this, this, and this is kind of what I'm going to talk about. Like if you're doing fashion and beauty videos, maybe like, I don't know, don't do something like totally different than like lifestyle in general. But I feel like you really can kind of you don't you don't necessarily need to niche down. And yeah. I always tell people that people are one multifaceted, they like multiple things. So just because they follow you for fashion doesn't mean they're not going to like your daily vlogs, like they might like both, because we like different things, like we follow people for different reasons. And also, it's okay if you make a niche and you start one and you pivot. Like, it's okay yeah. if you start with business and then you pivot to confidence. Like, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with pivoting. People will follow you. And if they don't, then they don't. Yeah. Like, it's 
so much better to make a pivot and actually create content that's true to you than to not make that pivot and just be scared. And then that reflects in your content and you're probably going to lose followers anyways. So I always tell people that like, it's just, that's like one of the biggest things that I hear is like, I don't know if I want to talk about this forever. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, who said you have to? I know. Like no one said that you have to. Yeah. And it's not like marriage. Like you're not like committed. And even if it was like marriage, people get divorced. Yeah. So like, it's kind of just like, you can change it up. I will say, funny enough, like on that topic, I do talk a lot about dating, but I don't want my brand to be about dating. Mm. Like I do talk about it on TikTok because I have so many experiences and I have so many opinions, (laughs) but I also will put out tons of other content to keep myself a little bit more lifestyle, confidence, all that, you know, area so that I'm not that like, like, I don't want my bio to be like dating advice. Like that's not, you know, that's not my brand. And so when I don't, I will have some people comment like, can you like post a dating video? Like it's been a few date, whatever. Or like maybe my podcast, like won't have as many downloads as the previous one because it was about dating. And I know that it's what people want to hear. And there's the one side of me that's like, just strictly give the people what they want. You'll have more downloads, more followers, more engagement more everything if I just stuck to dating. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to put myself in that hole and then never be able to get myself out of it. Exactly. So that's why like, yeah, I do think that there needs to be, like you said, the umbrella, how like all my stuff is kind of within the one category. But I mean, because then I would have to say, if I said, no, you have to niche down, then I would say, what business do I have launching a lingerie brand? Right. That wasn't part of my brand but it goes under that like umbrella. So yeah, I'm not going to niche down to specifically dating because then nothing else makes sense. Right. So I'm not doing dating coaching, but if I only give dating advice, then I'd have to be a dating coach. And quite frankly, I'm not married. So who am I giving dating advice to? (laughs) I just talk about my stuff on TikTok, but like confidence coaching is what I'm an expert in dating advice is not what I'm an expert in. So I'm not going to do dating coaching. So, you know, you have to keep it a little bit vague, a little bit open so that you can have these business ventures. Right, right. And I know that obviously everything is under that confidence umbrella for you. Were you always confident though? Or like, does that develop with time? Were there tricks or anything that you did that helped you become more confident? Or was that just something you were kind of born with? I've always been like, the way I am has always been the way I am. Like you can watch a video of me from, you know, 20 years ago, closed our eyes and it'd be like, sounds like Vic <laughs> yesterday, you know, like it sounds like me right about now. So personality wise, yes. However, I'm human and I'm a girl who's gone to high school and college and like, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you're left out and you feel a little insecure around like your friends and you feel a little insecure when like the hot guys go for your friends rather than for you, you know? So like things like that, of course, I'm normal and I've gone through moments of like not feeling the best about myself. I'll also say I was always like the skinniest and smallest in the friend group, not in a good way, in a way that like I felt unattractive to like boys because my friends had like boobs and curves. And I'm like, I look like the little sister. I had braces for a little bit longer than everybody else. You know, I was 17 with braces on and people were like getting hot by then. So like I definitely went through a season, I'd say from like 16, 17, like the middle of high school to like 
maybe sophomore year of college where you don't always feel your best because you just go through real life stuff and everyday life things. However, it's never gotten to the point where I would be able to say like anyone thought of me as insecure or I was insecure. I've never struggled severely with insecurity. Like it's just a mindset that I think anyone can develop. And I've definitely, my mindset has gotten stronger as I've gotten older, but there's also comes a, a point where like, it's just in your makeup. It's just how your brain is wired. Some people's brains are wired to be really overthinking and really anxious. And, you know, I've just never, I've never been that way. So, you know, you go through seasons because we're human, but I think as I've gotten older, I'm actually very like blessed to say that I don't like I can help people with their struggles, but I don't suffer with those same struggles. I feel like me and you have very similar stories with that. Like, I feel like I've always been a pretty confident person for the most Mm -hmm. part. There were definitely periods, mainly in high school, where I felt really insecure, especially around like 18, like 17, 18 years old. I was always like the tiny one with like no boobs, no butt, like didn't wear a bra for so long. Now I choose never to wear a bra. Yeah, like like Like, you go out with the same couple girlfriends and they're the same ones that every guy likes. And I'm like, my turn at any point in time. No, literally. (laughs) I I like didn't have a boyfriend in high school until the very end. And even then it was like, it was like a friend, you know, wasn't someone that was like seeking me out necessarily. Mm -hmm. I was not someone that people were like, oh, she's hot. Like, let me talk to her. Like I was always kind of in the background. Same. And my friends were the ones where my like guys would be like, can you like put in a good word for me? And I'm like, Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, eye twitching. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was always like that. But I feel like I was always confident, at least before that, I was like really confident. Like I was always wanting to be in front of the camera, like wanting to be like the star of the show. I was really shy, like when it came to like friends and like people I didn't know, but like with a camera, with my family, with my friends, I was like, so yeah, I'm the star, like super, super confident. And I feel like now after high school, I got a lot of that confidence back. As I get older, I'm actually like, wait, like, I feel so much better than I did so much more secure in myself. Like, really, there's nothing anyone can say that will make me like question myself, you know, like, I know who I am. I know that I'm a good person. I know that I, you know, am like have a strong work ethic and like nothing anyone tells me is going to really validate that or take that away. Yeah. It's just like you are who you are. You know what? As you get older, you just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's kind of like, like, I'm just, like, you know what? At whatever. this age, like, <laughs> I can't afford to care what people think. You know, it also goes to like online, like posting content and things like that. I mean... Do you want to make a career out of this or do you not? To me, it's that simple. Like you can't be like, I really want to make a career online, but also I'm afraid what people think about me online. Like just, you really can't care. People, first of all, a couple things. If someone's going to talk shit about you, they're going to talk shit about you anyway. Whatever you do. Like they're going to talk shit about you no matter what. So if someone doesn't like you, you really could do no right in their eyes. You're always exactly. doing wrong in their eyes. You could either have a job where they make fun of your job and they're like, look at her, she's been at that job for 10 years or look at her, she makes no money at the job. Or you could get on social media and make a career out of that and they're gonna say, who does she think she is? She's posting it so... Please, they're always gonna have something to say. Number two, I don't think that you have that many enemies in life. Of course, there's like jealousy and shit talking and that exists. But like, I don't know, I, maybe I'm a little bit more 
humble in my brain that I don't think people talk about me that much. And if they are, I'm totally like naive to it or like ignorant to it because I just can't imagine what, what do you have to say? Clearly, I don't care what you're doing. So I can't imagine that you'd be talking about me and what I'm doing. And the other thing is like, even if they do think about you for a little bit, even if whatever, it's so irrelevant that like, it genuinely doesn't affect you. Like really, truly, Give me one tangible way that someone thinking about you for five seconds affects you. Right. If you would give me one tangible way, I'll take it. But you can't. There's not one single way that it's going to matter. So when it comes down to like people's opinions and whatever and being insecure about posting online, like you just can't. I know. It's your own. You got to get out of your own head. It's 100% your own head. I've talked to like friends about this too. So many of my friends, I'm like, why don't you start posting on TikTok? Like you're always telling me that you want to start. You're always telling me that like you have this type of thing, like this content that you'll, you know, you can post about and you want to like promote it, but you're not posting. I'm like, why Mm -hmm. don't you just start? And a lot of people are like, well, I just like my life is boring. I don't know what to post or like no one's going to care. People are going to think it's weird. People at home are going to make fun of me. I'm like, I don't think people care that much. Like, I don't think people are like, like, let's say you post a bad photo. No one's really looking at you that much. Like, unless it's like, whoa, so out there that it's like the weirdest thing. To me, like where it sends in a chat about like a Photoshop fail or like something. I'm like, how did you even notice that? Yeah, like Like, I, I, I would, I don't, I just... I don't know. I just genuinely couldn't care. Like, I'll see it, tap it, scroll away. And they're like, did you see what so-and-so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I did yeah. What picture? <laughs> they're like, you liked it. I'm like, I liked the picture with that? Where? Show Like, I genuinely don't. I don't know. I know. But like, people, people have too much time with their hands. And for the most part, people aren't paying attention. Or if they do, it's kind of like a one, like, oh, did you see this? Weird. Keep scrolling onto the next person or people that are talking poorly about you. They're talking poorly about other people too. So yeah. don't worry. You're not the only name in their mouth. Yeah, like no. they have a roster of people they're going over. Yeah. You're one of them. And like you said, nothing you do will ever make them not talk about you. My saying is just like for the wrong people, you will either never be good enough or you will always be too much. And for the right people, they'll never be able to get enough of you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel like maybe I posted too much. And then there's people in my comments or in the messages like, I really needed to hear that today. There you go. They can never get too much of you. But in the same breath, I lost 10 followers. Because for the wrong people, sometimes you're just going to be too much. Right. Or sometimes you're just not going to be enough. It doesn't matter because those aren't your people. So yeah. And also, I mean like that with with a YouTube video or TikTok or an Instagram story or anything. Some people will say, like you said, like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then other people will be like, I hate this X, Y, Z, like of all of their criticisms. And it's like, why do we choose to listen to the ones that are negative all the time? And I say this as someone who, if I get a negative comment and a positive comment, the negative one will affect me more. You know, like I'm not like, oh, just brush it off. It's nothing. Like, of course, at one point it ends up like, you get a little annoyed or you get a little hurt. Like it shouldn't linger, but it does like sting a little bit. I think if you read like multiple negative comments about you, but I don't understand like why we as people decide to focus on those negative ones when there's like 10 good ones being like, I love this, keep posting, keep doing stuff. And then it's like one that's like kind of a dig. You're like, oh, yeah, look at that person. You know what? 
I think that those people who leave negative comments, it's honestly more embarrassing for them than for you. Because when you really think about it, like, I would never, I would never, like, to have my name and then the comment that follows it is, like, rude, negative, nasty. Like, I just, I would never. So, like, when people do it, it actually doesn't, like, affect me in that any way because I'm just, like, that's so embarrassing. Like, yes. I don't know. Imagine like your friend seeing you leave that comment or your boyfriend seeing you leave that comment. The guy you're dating is like, it's just like, I would be so embarrassed. So I don't know. I just feel like it's so unnecessary and it's so chronically online and it's so bizarre because you would never talk like that to someone's face. And then the best is when like, cause I'm a big blocker, I'm a big deleter. And people are always like, not necessarily about me, but I'll see it on like, you know, say that like a famous person or someone with a lot of followers is like blowing up for like something that they did because everyone's getting canceled every other minute. You go to the page and the people in the comments are like, she's deleting comments. She's deleting comments. I delete comments. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, because who wants your weird ass on my page? Like you are being directly rude. You're quite frankly, being a cyber bully, which I don't know how we forgot that that exists because people have killed themselves over cyber bullying. So you're being rude, you're being a cyber bully, you're telling someone that they're ugly, they're this, they're that, you're telling them everything that they do in life is wrong, basically. And then you're like, why is she deleting comments? Because who wants you here? Yeah. Who wants you here? <laughs> like, you know, like, why? What? Yeah, you're there, getting a big block from me. Yeah, like, there's <laughs> no, like, I don't want you on my page. I don't want to see it. I don't want other people to see it. No, you gotta go. So, like, I just block and delete literally everything. And when they're like, oh, she's deleting and blocking because she can't handle the truth. I'm like, that, yeah, sure. Fine. Yeah, thank you. That. I'll let you have that. Like, I don't, I, it's so far from my reality. My brain doesn't click with it. It's like, do you really th- think that? Yeah. You really think that I'm sitting here like this? Oh my <laughs> God, that was so true. I need to go block them right now because what they said is so true. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me no, a break. 100%. Or I think what's even more embarrassing is imagine someone finding out, they go on your Instagram account and they see something with like no profile photo. They're like, what's that? It's like, oh, that's an account that I made. I took time to make it just so I could yeah. then creep on people that I don't like and leave mean comments and DMs. And would never meet in person. And would never say in person because I can't even put my face to the account. So that's what that account is. Like, how do you make that but how do proceed we forget to type about how bad cyberbullying is yeah like these people are also in the comments talking about mental health yeah whose mental health yeah whose are you concerned about well Certainly you're not, not real mine. you're not real to them <laughs> yeah like, like don't yeah, exist cer- yeah mine doesn't count you're yeah. certainly not concerned about mine luckily i'm mentally not like on any spectrum of like needing prescriptions or anything luckily mm-hmm. but you don't know that yeah what you- if i was Exactly. I know. I know. People don't think about that anymore, though, because if you are portraying a good life on social media or you are portraying happiness, then you you don't have a problem and you need to shut up. I think that's just what it is. It's (laughs) like you don't have any struggles and you have no reason to have any feelings towards what someone says to you (laughs) online because you're choosing to post on the Internet. Yeah. And you're choosing to portray this good life. So deal with it. I think that's just like the mentality. Yeah. When they they say like, you chose that. Yeah. Like you, this is what you signed up for. 
No, <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I signed up to share advice. I signed up to share clothes. Uh, I signed up to make videos of myself yeah. talking about my opinions. Not saying your opinions are wrong, by the way. Talking about my opinion that I'm entitled to. Yeah. Didn't sign up for There was no fine print that said also you mm-hmm. need to get attacked every day by 17-year-olds. And that's why there's the delete button, too. <laughs> so if you do, so you can't get mad about that. It's, like, just, you- <laughs> it's so wild. It's so The mindset is, I don't know. I'm glad I can't understand it. I'm glad I can't relate. I, I don't want to relate sad. to people like that. I really don't. Yeah, no, it is sad. <laughs> how do you tell people then that do care? You know, how do you tell people that aren't as confident that these things do affect them? Or maybe they're not even getting hate, but just they're like, not confident to start something or and they really want to. What do you say to them to like develop that confidence? Or how do you think people can develop it? Like one of my like go to like kind of like questions that I do with them. I'll say like, okay, so let, let's paint the picture. You really want to be a YouTuber. I ask them, what's your goal? Like genuinely, what is the end result that you want? What is your goal? Not just like, I want to post on YouTube. What is the goal? What do you want out of it? Okay, I want to be able to quit my job. I want this to be my full-time career. I want to be able to work with brands. I want to have an audience of people who really looks up to me. I want to change lives. Okay, these are the goals. Next, what's your fear? What's the worst thing that could happen? Judgment my parents, my friends, people criticizing, people hate, blah, blah, blah. That's the worst thing that can happen. Okay. So the worst thing that can happen is not a near death experience. It doesn't have an effect on you living or dying. It can't physically hurt you. It can't physically hurt anybody else. No one is truly in harm's way with your biggest fear. It's not like we're talking about bungee jumping or, you know, jumping out of an airplane. We're talking about posting on YouTube. For the most part, no one could get hurt. (laughs) So when it comes down to those two things, which one do you value more? Which one holds more weight for you? Which of these two things, having all of that, like having all the love that you want and also having like judgment and haters or like having none of it really, I really want. That dream life really, really, really is important to me. It really, really, really means something to me. Like I would be 80 years old one day regretting my life if I didn't go for it. Mm-hmm. That's how deeply they feel about it. Then, yeah. So what are we even talking about then? Yeah. Why is this even a conversation? So then we could dig deeper into like why they really have those fears, like what kind of trauma they have around it, whatever it might be. But for the most part, you just told me it doesn't hold any weight in your life or any value in your life because one day you'll be older wishing that you did it. One day you'll regret that you didn't go for it. You'd rather fail than not try at all. So why are we even talking about what other people think? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's like layers of the questions and then you dig deeper into it. But that's usually my route when someone holds themselves back from a fear. It's just like, okay, so the best thing that can happen and the worst thing that can happen we have right in front of us right now. Yeah. The worst thing that can happen is not really that bad. I always say that. So anytime any of my friends or people that, you know, are calling me or on social media when they're like, oh, I really want to start on social media. And like, I just, I just can't, or I just haven't been able to, or I keep like postponing it or whatever. I always tell them or they'll compare themselves. They'll be like, yeah, but you like, that's such a, so nice that you have like, yeah. that that's your job. Yeah. Like, I wish that could be my job. And I'm like, it, could like, but you're different yes and it's like I'm like I'm really not yeah. like I the only thing that makes us different is that I go for it and you don't 
Like, yeah, you're right. I am different because I'm doing it and you're not. Like, (laughs) like, quite frankly, you could be in the exact same position as me, but you're choosing not to. I choose to go for things you choose not to. That's what makes us different. Not looks, not personality. There's literally nothing more special about me than anybody else. When Mm -hmm. people tell me that I do something that they can't do, I'm like, trust me yeah you can yeah my job is not that hard it's kind of like when people are like oh I love that outfit but I could never pull it off it's like why like (laughs) yeah yeah, now you can't because you think you can't and like now it's just not gonna look right because you're gonna carry it with terrible energy yeah it's all about the energy you could you and I could put the same outfit on with completely different body types completely different body shapes and both look great but you're too busy worrying thinking that I look better Mm-hmm. So my energy is higher and your energy is lower. And unfortunately, that carries the outfit. Yeah. But people always say that about like, especially with my job, you know, that or oh, I wish I could start a business, but I just like don't even know what I would do. Or I don't know the first step to do it. Or yeah. I have this business idea, but like, I just don't know how to start it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the reason why you don't know how to start is because you really aren't trying. Yeah. And like, I don't want to sound like, of course, there are other things that are involved. Like, and I'm not talking about like, if you don't have enough money or you don't, you know, there are certain circumstances where yes, it's so much harder to start something compared to like someone with a trust fund. Like I'm not comparing that situation. I'm saying though, like, let's use social media again. Almost everyone now has a smartphone. (laughs) So everyone has a camera. You can start posting. Social media is free. Like there is literally no reason to not do that if that's something that you want to do. And the upside is so much higher than the downside. Like I always think if I didn't start when I was 15 years old, like I was so little, my life would be totally different. Like I can't even imagine what my life would be like. And that one decision that cost nothing at the time Mm -hmm. still costs like nothing pretty much that that changed my entire life. And I stuck with it. Like I kept posting. I, even when people made fun of me in high school, like, because also keep in mind, this is 2013, 2014, like social media was weird back then. Like that was not like, it was not cool to be on social media. Like Instagram was very, very new. YouTube was like, people were not really on YouTube that much. Yeah. And so people would like make fun of me. I remember people would play my video like at a party, like in front of everyone and just like laugh. And I was so upset at that. But like, thank God, I always tell myself like, thank God I didn't let that stop me. Yeah. Because it very well could have. Like I could have been like, okay, yeah, you're right. This is embarrassing. I'm stopping. I'm done. Yeah. You stuck it out. Yeah. But I did. And I think that's the difference. And anyone can do that. Anyone can stick it out. I I agree. I mean, I truly agree. Like, and sometimes like people don't want to hear this, but I actually really think that like anybody can. And I think every single person has value to share. Yeah. Sometimes I think people like to think that they can't. Like sometimes they're like, it's better for them to say that they can't rather than like to admit that they just don't want to or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people find it easier to just be like, yeah, I can't. Like, I, I could never do that. But quite frankly, I actually think if anybody put their mind to it, they could, no matter what. And like you said, because of course, you always got to give the disclaimer, like, yeah, some people maybe have an advantage when they come from money. But this isn't that type of industry, really. Right. Like this real, it, I don't, like, I didn't come from that. I, I'm going to assume that you didn't. Like, we literally did something that really cost nothing. I think the biggest investment that I had ever made like in creating content was a camera. Yeah. I can't think of anything else I would have 
bought, but I don't even use my damn camera. So you don't even need to. You don't even need the camera. You just need an iPhone, which we already have. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, sure, buying clothes and stuff to shoot. But half the time I kept the tags on them when I took pictures and returned clothes. I know. (laughs) Or I borrowed clothes from friends. Like, I I didn't have the money to to just go shopping. I was a college student when I started fashion, you know, blogging and content creation. And I was literally getting tons of clothes from Forever 21 and sending it right back. And I was borrowing, you know, anything from anyone who fit me was my size. And you you just make it work. Mm -hmm. If you want to, you just make it work. Do you think when you tell people that, though, it gives them that motivation to start? Or do you think it still holds people back? Like they hear you, they're like, okay, sure. But they still don't do it. Or Um, like, does that message come across a lot when you do tell people that? There have definitely been a lot of people who will say like, because of you and your story, like it really like lit my fire and like now I do it. But I ultimately think that no one can motivate you. Like you just have to really, really want to. So there are some people who finally hear a wake up call like that. And they're like, all right, really, there is like no excuse. I actually can do it. But then there are some other people that they could hear the most inspiring story in the world. And it won't matter unless something lights up within them. Mm -hmm. I even think about like after college, when I was working in the fashion industry, I didn't eat on my lunch breaks. I would eat all day throughout the day so that I could use my lunch breaks to take pictures. And I would switch clothes with my coworkers. I worked in a showroom. So I would borrow clothes from the showroom when my boss wasn't paying attention. (laughs) I would bring a few different outfits to work. So I would shoot pictures on my lunch break. And one day on a lunch break, I just, I got to a point where I was like, I'm so miserable. Like, I want to be able to do this full time because I was a PR girl. So I ran the closet, the fashion closet, and would have influencers and stylists come in and pull pieces to borrow to shoot. And I was always like, I was so annoying, like always asking like all the influencers, like, how do you do like just tons of questions? How do you do this? How do you do that? Like, I was always like, in their ear, like trying to get tips and whatever I could, because I had the same few New York influencers Mm -hmm. that were coming in all the time. And then I went through the whole roster of New York City influencers and I sent an email to about 30 of them. And this is 20, I already had started, you know, but I wasn't doing anything. So this was probably 2016 or 2017, a year or two before I quit my job and started to do this full time. One girl responded to my email. I said, I'll pay you for an hour of your time to just get on the phone with me and answer my questions. I have a hour lunch break and I want to use the hour lunch break to, you know, pick your brain, whatever. And I've always known the value of people's time. So I would never be like, can you just answer my DMs for free? Like, no, I will get on the phone with you with a list of questions and I will pay you and I will write them down. Like, I don't waste people's time. And one girl replied to my DM. I could actually tell you what her name is. Uh, Not DM, sorry, email. Is she still a New York influencer? No, I think she lives in Miami now, actually. Oh, who is it? Her name is Gergana. Oh, yeah. Gergana. I, I, I think I follow her. Okay. Yeah. Gergana. Ivanova. I, fo- I follow her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I paid her probably like 150 bucks, which was a lot of money for someone who was very underpaid. <laughs> that was like two days worth of work. <laughs> um, And she answered all my questions. And when I tell you, this is why... I, I think about how you said, does my story like, you know, inspire people? I took her answers truly to heart and I did every single thing that she said and I stuck to it and it worked. 
But I was really determined and really passionate. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I can't say that if I wasn't 100% in, Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even remember that phone call today. I know. You know, I know. I'd be like, oh, whatever. I know. I definitely think it kind of helps motivate you. Like, I yeah. think that hearing stories like that, depending on the spot that you're at in your life right now, definitely helps motivate you. And I think some people also, like, like I grew up with parents that always told me that, like, I could do whatever I wanted in terms of, like, I could try and be successful in whatever I wanted to be successful in. Like, it might not work. Like, they they weren't saying, like, you're going to be successful in everything. But they were like, you have the potential to if you want. Like, mm-hmm. if you work hard enough you could be successful in anything. Some things you're going to fail at, but like, that's fine. Like try anyways. Yeah. And that's always how my parents like raised me. And so I acknowledge that like not everyone yeah. had that growing up. And I think right. that definitely helped. But sometimes you need these pushes because if you didn't grow up hearing these things and you grew up hearing the opposite, like mm-hmm. don't try, don't do that. Why are you doing that? That's not for you. I'm sure that that like really mentally affects you. Yeah. And so you need to hear these sorts of things over and over again to like yeah. start to believe it in yourself. And so that's why I'm always like trying to kind of like tell people that that come in, whether it's friends, whether it's people online, whether it's DMs, I'm like, listen, like no matter what you do, you have the potential to be successful at it. Yep. So you might as well try because the worst thing is, okay, you fail, whatever. Best thing, you change your entire life. Like, mm-hmm. as cheesy as that sounds, I know that sounds so cheesy and it sounds so like, oh my God, like, I don't know, like eye roll, but it's no, true. I mean, cliches come to be cliches because they're true. Yeah. Like, if we're always going to say what's the worst thing that can happen, then why not say what's the best thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. Right. The worst thing that can happen ain't so bad, but the best thing that can happen, right? It will change your life. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, I loved having you on this podcast. Thank, thank you, you so much. Ooh. Yeah, they, no, thank you for coming on the podcast. Where can they find you? And where can they also shop Vixen? Because yeah. I know we didn't talk about that. I need to have you on for part two. To I, talk know. About, I know. We had like probably so part. much more to talk about. But look at me. I'm like, I'm getting all comfortable sitting in the chair, not even realizing what I'm looking like on camera. Whoops. So Vixen the Label is my lingerie brand, which is V-I-C-S-E-N, like, Victoria and sensual combined like a vixen. I love that. And so vixen the label, you know, on Instagram and dot com. And then my own personal pages is Victoria dot Alario. My last name is A L A R I O. I'm sure you'll link it. So my TikTok and my Instagram, you could find me there. And then basically everything that I do is just like within, like it's in the link in the bio, it's linked in the show notes. Um, It'll be linked like, in the show notes. <laughs> it, it's linked in the bio. It's tagged in the bio. Like I have my podcast tagged in the bio. I have Vixen tagged in the bio. I have the link in the bio for like coaching and all that kind of stuff. And I know there's so much more that we can always talk about. Well, we'll definitely have you on mine. And then we might just have to go back and forth and keep doing it because we can go on all day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, confidence was like this segment. Next one will be like business. Like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> next dating, next day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.
Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovon Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.